What's going on, guys? This is Gary. Hope everybody's doing well. Let's see. Today is Tuesday, the 9th of July. Man, I cannot believe that we're more than halfway done with the year now. Um, the good news is that Fantasy Premier League is open, so uh, we're going to talk about that today, of course. Um, and before we do, we want to thank you guys for everything you do for us on Instagram, all of the messages all of the follows, um, all the great comments and the, the witty banter and uh, all of that great stuff. We do appreciate it. And I think that um, our followers, uh, your fellow followers, get a lot out of that as well. Um, it's important because, uh, you know, we can give perspectives and advice on things, but um, – we clearly don't know everything, and um, there is no perfect answer in um, fantasy anything, um, including fantasy Premier League. So, um, you know, one manager's uh, player combinations may be just as good as another's, um, and there's always lots of ways to uh, use your budget and uh, and get your team set up. So. Um, we do appreciate everything um, that you guys do as far as that goes. Um, let's see. So speaking of teams and squads, a couple of things. First is we know that a lot of people have messaged us on Instagram and uh, want us to comment on, um, on their teams and post their teams in some cases too. Um, and we will do that and we will get to everybody's. Um, but know that, uh, what we want to do is make sure that we are, um, thoughtful and, uh, what else? Um, customized in our response to you. So we want to be certain that, um, you know, we're answering your questions. We're meeting your needs and, um, and that, uh, you know, we're giving you some quality content because that's, that's what it's all about. So um, our responses may take a little longer than others, A, because of just the sheer volume of messages that we're getting, um, but also because uh, we like to do a little research. We like to think of options. We like to take the times to comment um, and have a little bit of a dialogue. So, um, you know, we will get back to you for sure. And then as far as posting teams go um, on our Instagram page, we will do that for sure. What we want to avoid, though, is posting too many at once um, to where uh, no teams really get a lot of comments. Because if you're looking for comments from uh, the rest of the community, um, we want to make sure that we post just a couple maybe a few at the most at a time so that people have an opportunity to see your post or see your team posted um, and then be able to think about it and comment on it. So that's why uh, we don't just post them, you know, um, in bulk uh, like we've seen some other folks do because I think it's just uh, you just don't get the best quality um, feedback on that if that is indeed 
what you're looking for. But uh, we will get to everybody, we promise. And sometimes it just takes a little bit of time. So don't get impatient if you can. Um, and don't think that we're ignoring you because we're not. We will definitely get back to each and every one of you. All right. So now that that's all uh, off the table, let's talk about the Premier League season. Okay. Biggest challenge by far is that unlike any other year, this year, uh, pretty much all of the popular players, all of the in-demand players um, are priced so highly that it really uh, limits the ability to have more than a couple or maybe a few of them on a team. And what we're seeing is that, what I'm seeing at least, is that a lot of managers, um, and maybe it's just sort of the natural way that people build their teams um, from the back up, but uh, a lot of teams spending a lot of money um, in the back line, and I include uh, goalkeepers in that as well. But, you know, you'll see uh, three defenders at seven million or six and a half million pounds. And before you're done, before you even get to your midfield, you've spent 30 percent of your budget, give or take. Um, so. You know, it, it kind of makes it hard to get any premium midfielders or strikers into your team. Um, but it's definitely a strategy. You know, you can spend most of your money on defense, on midfield, um, or up top. And there's no right or wrong way to do it. Ultimately, it comes down to which which combination is going to generate the most points for you. So, um <clears throat> Don't feel like, and this is one of the tips we always give, don't feel like just because everybody's doing one thing that it's the right thing to do. Um, like anything else, Fantasy Premier League tends to be a bandwagon sort of phenomenon. So uh, last season was all about defenders, right? Uh, Alexander-Arnold and Laporte and Van Dyke and uh, Robertson. So you can see a lot of folks starting their teams with them this season, thinking that they have to get them into their teams. And maybe they do, because um, maybe they'll have phenomenal years again. Um, but their prices have gone way up. So it's just it's just another hurdle to deal with. You know, ideally, uh, we find the next Alexander-Arnold priced at $5.5 million, and he's on another team somewhere. Or maybe it's Joe Gomez, who knows, um, and you get him in your team for cheap, and uh, he's not only a differential, but he delivers a ton of, uh, of value and points for you. So that's, that's going to be the tricky part this season. Um, what else? Let's talk about, okay, let's talk about some essential defenders, I suppose. Uh, I just named most of them. I don't know that you need all of them though. Um, again, this is one of those bandwagon things where, well, if most teams are buying up all these guys, it almost sort of creates a, uh, a sense of panic in that now all of a sudden I've got to have them in my squad too, or else I'm missing out on something. I'm not doing something. Everybody else is doing it. So if I'm not doing it, I must be doing it wrong. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, there's plenty of instances with bandwagon types of moves 
that didn't work out and the folks that just sort of stayed true to what, how they want to run things, run their own team always works out pretty well for them. So, uh, we've got Alexander Arnold. We've got the three main Liverpool defenders. We'll, we'll put Allison and Ederson in that group as well. And then Laporte. Um, sort of maybe a slight second tier lower than that. We've got Digne and that's really probably it. Uh, Juan Basaka isn't flying off the shelves um, like people probably thought he did or he would. Um, you know, you've got a um, couple of guys from from Leicester City. You've got Chilwell. Um, and Pereira, who are in fairly high demand. Not quite sure what's going to happen yet with the left-back situation at Man City. Uh, you know, Pep has three really solid options to choose from. If it's Zinchenko, who had a heck of a, you know, little final stretch to the season there, then um, that's pretty cool. He plays a pretty advanced role, and he's only $5.5 million. So maybe he is this year's Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, time will tell, but, you know, you've always got to worry about that darn pep roulette there. Um, <clears throat> what else? What I am seeing is that the popularity or I guess the inclusion of the premium forward is as low as I've ever seen it. Um, maybe it's because, like I said, folks are working sort of from the defense up or maybe uh, – People don't want to rely on premium strikers like they used to, but it seems like a big shift from how things used to work. Um, seeing Aguero here and there, <clears throat> Vardy's becoming a slightly increasingly popular option, but mostly I'm seeing, you know, strikers around the six and a half to eight million range, the Jimenez's and Wilson's and Jota's and Kings, those are the really, really popular guys right now being used um, to the degree where there's lots of versions of teams that we've seen probably more often than not that don't have any premium strikers in them whatsoever. My advice would be <clears throat> um, think long and hard about that. Uh, these guys are premium strikers for a reason, and I would say that at the very least – which is still saying a lot. I think Jamie Vardy is a great get. He's 9 million. Look at what he has in front of, or behind him now um, in his midfield at Leicester City. He's got Tillemans, who was just announced um, as a uh, full-time Fox. Iosi Perez moved over from Newcastle. And, of course, you have Madison. You've got those three not only drawing defenders, but also creating chances and feeding the ball to Vardy. Vardy could have just a banner year for himself. Um, and this attack could be so good that um, we may see Leicester City challenge for a spot in the top four this season. Um, it's pretty exciting. Brendan Rodgers, of course, loves to attack and play attacking football. So um, I expect a lot of uh, goals and assists coming out of that midfield and with Vardy up top. So um, <clears throat> Vardy is definitely a 
a player that is on my watch list. I think he should be on lots of other managers as well. And then, of course, dropping a little bit deeper, uh, the three Leicester City midfielders we just talked about. And that's a tough one. Um, I think part of it is going to depend on how far forward each of them plays. You know, if Perez plays sort of similar to how he did um, with Rondon at Newcastle this past season, then that makes him pretty appealing. Uh, We know, of course, that Madison is on set pieces. Uh, We know what Tillemans did for Leicester City in a very short amount of time. So it's not really a debate, to me at least, of picking or whether or not to pick uh, a Leicester City midfielder, but it's which one to pick. And I guess some of the the preseason friendlies here, uh, some of the work here over the summer, may be a bit telling with that. Um, of course, an additional appeal of Perez and uh, Tielemann is that they're both uh, 0.5 million less than Madison. They're both at 6.5 and Madison is at 7. So, you know, every little bit adds up, as we well know, um, in FPL. So, um, you know, that may help you make the decision for you as well. But I definitely think uh, Leicester City attackers are a must-have, at least one of them uh, in your team this year. As far as premium midfielders go, of course, it really comes down to Sterling and Salah. Um, Seeing a decent amount of teams with both of them in there, which, of course, is another reason why the premium strikers um, aren't appearing nearly as often as I would have expected they would. Um, Are they both essential, Sterling and Salah, that is? Um, Maybe. If they have seasons like they did last season, then yeah. Kind of hard to let either of them go. The good thing is that on both teams – um, and, of course, you know, the teams themselves are, will be challenging, I think, for the title again this season. Um, there are alternatives. So, you know, aside from the, um, the ownership standpoints and sort of wanting, you know, not wanting to miss out on a player, uh, getting some points that is as widely owned as some of these players are. But, you know, you've got Mane, who's a great option, maybe not quite as dynamic um, and valuable as Salah, but certainly more so than most other midfielders still, um, and is still part of a very, very impressive Liverpool attack. And then on Man City, you've even got a little more. Uh, You've got a couple of different options in addition to Sterling. You've got De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva, and um, both of them, I would reckon, are going to be big factors in their attacks this season as well. So, um, you know, it takes a little bit of gut sometimes to not have all of these in-demand players, but I just don't know how you can without having, honestly, some some crap around you. You know, there's sort of a, um, a cachet to having all of these big-name players in your team, but it's really about what your team as a whole can deliver, right? You're not just having one player rack up all the points for you, or you shouldn't because, um, you know, you've got the proverbial all of your eggs in one basket, which 
Uh, if it works out, is great, but more often than not, it doesn't, and then you're kind of stuck, um, not ranking so high from week to week, and then, of course, your overall rank suffers too. So my advice is pick a couple of your must-have players and then be comfortable uh, with the other players you select. I tend to you know, think of it kind of like the stock market. Um, generally, uh, your financial advisor will not tell you to sink all of your money into, you know, one, uh, one company or one, you know, set of stocks. <clears throat> you're supposed to diversify and that way you're sort of covered if, uh, you know, in FPL's case, if one team has a bad weekend or one player has sort of a, a, uh, bout of bad form, you've got other parts of your team there to sort of, um, you know, shoulder the weight of that. So that's kind of how I like to look at <clears throat> FPL teams is um, balance it as much as you can. Maybe you have a premium player, uh, you know, one in defense, one in midfield, and one um, up top. So, you know, there's a million different great combinations of teams out there. So it really comes down to what you think um, is most comfortable for you and what you think is going to generate the most amount of points. It's at the end of the day, it's, you know, you can, you know, there's some data and some trends and some underlying stats you can look at, but at the end of the day, um, you know, there, there is a, a nice element of luck in there as well. So uh, remember that don't get super frustrated, um, you know, with uh, this is supposed to be fun, right? So let's keep it fun. Um, what else? Some other players that are sort of on my radar that I think are worth look. So I mentioned Bernardo Silva. I mentioned Vardy and um, his Leicester City midfielders. I think um, I think Pickford is one to watch. Um, I don't know that you must have a premium goalkeeper in there. Pickford, I think, is probably at 5.5, which is plenty premium enough. Uh, If Everton play the way that they did towards the end of last season, then, um, then, uh, you know, that's plenty good for me. Um, They had a pretty nice finish, and Pickford, uh, what do you have at one point, like five out of six games with a clean sheet or something like that. So um, I'll take that all day long. Um, in midfield as well, let's think about who else I would personally stay away from Manchester United, um, anything right now, quite honestly, uh, you just don't know how they're going to play. They looked so great originally under OGS. And then, um, after, you know, sort of that shine wore off, um, that, that new car smell wore off. Uh, the team didn't look good at all. So their schedule isn't the best coming right out of the gate. And I think um, with them, better to watch and learn. Have a plan. Um, I've seen some drafts with Pogba in it, and I just don't know. I think you can get more for your money. You could spend 6.5 on uh, Isaac Perez, for instance, and then invest that remaining 1.5 into upgrading somewhere else in your team. So, um I just want to sort of touch on a few different areas and just some general thoughts as far as things go. 
Um, you know, we'll keep getting deeper and deeper into specific players, but there's so much time. There's still, uh, you know, a month left. I think actually a month exactly from today. I think August 9th is the first game. So um, we've got lots of time to get into that. We'll post a ton of stuff on Instagram, um, but just want to sort of uh, say hello and give some sort of overarching thoughts and just remind everyone that um, this is supposed to be fun. So, um, you know, don't let it stress you out too much. There's lots and lots of quality players to choose from. And again, just sort of the overall strategy that you need to decide for yourself of, am I all in on a couple of players or am I pretty well in on several players and which is the better um, tactic for you in terms of setting your squad up? So that's going to do it for now. Check us out on Instagram if you haven't, at Let's Talk Soccer. And, of course, we thank you guys for all you do. And until next time, on behalf of Josh, this is Gary saying peace and goodbye.